there's an endless crop of new people who are interested in using these uh, botanical materials for purposes of self-exploration. Who's a sophisticate on WGNU with your hosts, Craig Kohler and Stephen Elgin. Now sit back and learn something about yourself. psychedelic experience and it's a gratuitous grace it is neither necessary for salvation nor sufficient for salvation but it certainly makes it easier welcome back ladies and gentlemen to hoosier sophisticate here on wgnu 9 20 a.m Meredith Hopping, she was great. Got a lot of good feedback. She's all right. <laughs> She's all right? She's all right. Steve's like, I don't like being upstage nope. on my own show. Never. Don't appreciate it one bit. Guys, he was fighting back, text though. into the Tower Classic <laughs> Tattooing and Parlor STL phone lines, 314-880-0808. Thank you so much for joining us. We had a... Man, we last week was really nice to uh, to kind of wrap up the year, say, you know, to go over everything. You about done with your phone over there? Uh <laughs> I'm gonna Don't call mind me. Out. I'm gonna call that out. Checking Tinder, uh, and it all led up to a tremendous New Year's party with uh, some of our some of our great fans. Um, but we got we got a couple roundtable discussions here. Yes, yes, we do. We got some music. I mean. Can we play any music on the show anymore? I don't think it, I don't think the roundtable. I think it's survived two rounds so far. It's all right. right. Which which one do you guys want me to start just, with here? Right hand or left hand? I, 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 Anything you want. All right. This is kind of right up my alley, and I feel like we could kind of go on uh, for this for a little bit. But have you guys heard of the Dark Overlord? I uh, The Dark Overlord. Was he spoofing off of, Remember that one time I did the Stephen Internet show with uh, Lazarus? Lazarus is one was, of my favorite characters. The Dark Overlord. I just kept saying, the darkness. He, well, anyway, he took my uh, moniker. He's a, They're a hacker group. They released uh, a full season of the Orange is the New Black before. They're they're trying to ransom bits of information off for cryptocurrency, mainly Bitcoin. Okay. And so they said, we have all of the 9-11 inside documents that prove that this was an inside deal. And like 18,000 pages or yes. something. Where did they get it? They got it from insurance agencies and all of this paperwork yeah. that had to be filed that was supposed to be destroyed has not. They released the first bit of documents, and there are there's a few interesting things on there, but they also put out some more notes that said, we'll release the documents if we get enough Bitcoin via like a GoFundMe so the people can unlock these documents if they want. Or I believe they're ransoming the U.S. government, um, a few other entities. Oh, really? Yeah, saying that if they don't get a certain amount of Bitcoin, I'll try to find how much they want. But they're going to go ahead and they're going to drop the bombs. So what I want to ask to you guys, I- I'm I'm a little bit of a 9-11 truther. And by a little bit, I mean what the hell happened to World Trade 7? I was going to bring that up when you are talking about these documents because I had a buddy. He's a truther. He's hardcore. He will scream at you. Is he a veteran? Nuts. No. Okay. And yeah, uh, he he is not, but he is a truther. He, he's uh, leading the crusade from his basement. 
Yeah. And uh, most, he most said that the documents were destroyed in Building 7. He said a lot. there was a lot of evidence stashed in there, and that's why they just <clears throat> destroyed Building well, 7. Well, then there was, there was Larry Silverstein. Larry Silverstein, he owned the insurance policy on the, the on World WG7. Trade Plaza. Yeah, he bought like Plaza. a 99-year yeah. lease or monthly He got a couple billy out of the deal. And right after, and you can still find this on YouTube, but he said firefighters pulled World Trade Building 7. They, they said there's a fire. Everyone's out. Pull the building. It means you demo it real quick, and the building goes Firefighters? Down. I don't think you can no set up demolition in a burning that, building. Well, like when that, I first that, heard that, it, that's I was that's, that's what I thought. I was like, man, that's that's crazy that they can do that. Like, I can't believe that's possible. Well, days after went by, and I tried to find that clip, and I was like, oh, that clip's gone. Because I recorded 9-11 on a VCR, on a VHS. I have the tapes from 9-11. I still had a VCR in my house where I was like, I'm just going to throw a tape in here and hit record for the next four hours. I would love to check out what's on that because yeah. it was the hours right after it. Like, I guess when I got home from school or whatever. But there's and they, they uh, there's a group of firefighters and a group of paramedics and first responders. And there's also a group of uh, engineers that have banded together to say there's no way. There's just no way that planes could bring down these buildings, let alone the two towers, but let alone World Trade 7, too. So I'm there. I'm a little bit of a truther. I think there's more to be told about that whole situation. The Pentagon, all the camera angles, a lot of the camera angles, there's no No footage, debris. No debris of a plane. I mean, and that they... The day before, what did Rumsfeld say? They, they, were, they couldn't find a trillion dollars. More than that, even. Yeah. And he's like, well, a lot of it gets... Which, which they've said repeatedly that there's a lot that gets uh, lost in the cracks of sure. our defense spending. Sorry, sure. that's just how it goes. When you're talking about trillions of dollars, that's man, how baseball goes. Millions are nothing. Oh, totally. You so know? when you're missing a few pennies <laughs> it's such here, such a tiny fraction. It's nothing. A million becomes a nothing when you're dealing with trillions. Yeah. You can poop a million dollars. And I wish more people would would take notice of that. Just. In, in the whole political conversation and everything is like debt clocks and things like that. We are spending a million dollars a minute in, oh, it's in interest. Like our debt goes up a million bucks. It's insane. The, the debt clock is it'll break your computer. It's moving so fast. <laughs> like, oh, your computer overloaded. So when they say, oh, we're going to cut $40 million from here, it's like, oh, okay, great. So you literally found a way to cut a penny into a, a 50th. That's nice. And I, and I do, you know, it's hard to keep these huge secrets, uh, you know, a secret with all these people, all these moving parts. Um, but, you know, we had the Gulf of Tonkin, the Bay, the Bay of Tonkin, Gulf of Tonkin incident with that got us riled up for Vietnam. It's not like countries haven't used false flags before to, you know, kind of lead us on this journey towards war. And, and it's weird because I'm very anti-war and I love the veterans so much. And I think a lot of the veterans, would you say the veterans? things go hand in hand. The, what they do or they yeah, don't? Hating war and, or being anti-war and pro-veteran. I mean, that's true. That's very true. So, and very I, I, libertarian. I just, it's just another thing proud. I, I don't want to be disrespectful about, which I don't care about being disrespectful to anything The troops else. don't get together and say, let's go invade somewhere. Exactly. They're doing what they are Starting to, they'll be. You can be killed if you say I'm not going. It's you. Literally, it's in your contract. Really? Yeah. To this day. No way. Huh. Oh, I didn't know that. So they can hang. shoot you if you. Technically, yeah. Well, I mean, they won't. You'll just yeah. go to like Leavenworth and sit in prison. But it's in the contract. You can be hanged. 
I'm yeah. pretty sure to this nuts. day. Do you think the Dark no Overlord, like do you think it's real? Uh, oh, I definitely think it's real. I think that... Uh, do you think he has all this information, or she, or the group? I think they probably have some damning information. What you know, will... Whether or not, you know, how, how much of that do you want to scour through? I mean, I'm sure that they've, they've picked it apart and... And, and, you know, comb the documents for some things that raise eyebrows. There's already plenty of uh, things that are just a little bit too uh, convenient to a narrative um, that have been kind of said all along. Even when they when they released the report, everything was redacted. Oh. The entire thing is cl- is crossed out with, you know, they, uh, black marker. Cheney I mean, and Bush uh, under oath, but they didn't record anything they said. So they could right. talk in that room and then whatever they said would just get. Uh, you know, diminished but even at that point, like they well, found the passports on the ground. Dan Rather reporting they found the terrorists. Yeah, get out. That's what I'm saying. You can't, you can't find you can't find any piece of an airplane or. But they uh, found the passport. But you got a, But you got a fully intact passport. That I, I, mean, I think it's Dan Rather who's like, and they found the passports. Like even it's he like was like, the dog, oh man. no. Never I, seen I, I don't think that any of us get want term. to believe. That uh, something so nefarious could take place on such a grand scale that it would change our the our entire life. Patriot. I mean, Act. It, the, the exactly it ushered in the Patriot Act, and um, I remember being a, a, a kid and thinking about, man, we really don't we don't really do war. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. We're you know we did Desert Storm, you know, and they covered that, and that was over in the blink of an That's eye. Seventy two like hours. Yeah, yeah, our soldiers <laughs> went in there. Like hundred hours. Like, man, we really are the best. And, yeah. and like as kids, we had no idea that we were in Somalia and we were in Serbia and we Everywhere. were in all of these other places, and we've been there all along. And uh, every now and then, when 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 uh, the economy's looking bleak or we need some jobs created, all of a sudden, uh, you know, a rocket hits something. Yeah. You know, like there's definitely. I mean. And nobody wants to believe it. And then, you, you know, Hollywood has a lot of fun with it with things like Lord of War and Gun Runners and, you know, things like that. And you can you can even talk about the drug the, the drug war in the same regard, like the CIA the Contra. goes and they topple. Yeah, they, they I mean, they kept they topple, that they all from Nicaragua. drug overlords for these different little regions of countries. And they cre- I, I, I do feel as though we create conflict. I think it's it's in our uh, economic God, say best interest. It sounds so gross. But I, I think that it creates a ton of jobs. When Mattis resigned, he he acknowledged in his resignation letter that there are 720,000 civilian Department of Defense employees. That's a huge swath of people, my friend. That's a lot of people that depend on on uh, the business of war. I mean, for, for lack of better terms. You know? No, you're right. Uh, you know, the wall is always a crazy... Uh, um, polarized argument where people are arguing for or against and i always feel like there's only just a small contingent of people arguing the right points of why it's a good or a bad idea and uh it's it's really it's really strange this this warring tribe mentality we have in politics your team versus my team and and they keep us so busy hating one another that we can't even entertain that maybe some of these things were just put in place as a system of program and control you know, you're Pac-Man, baby. You know, with oh, you're Pac-Man. Save that for streaming picks, big boy. Um, but they did a study, uh, Stanford or one of the one of the good ones, um, where they said they can, uh, by basis of testing your fight or flight response and your what brain regions light up when you gamble and when you uh, take risk, they can determine whether you're a Republican or Democrat, whether you side either way, uh, to an unbelievable degree of oh. accuracy. To which kind of made me think, okay, well, 
the species, we always are finding balance. We're always finding yin, yin or yang. You're telling me if you don't put, like, economists and sociologists and all these, these think tank thinkers together and say, hey, how can we split them up just so? Hey, I got these 40 people at my party. I bet I can find some issues that just about split these suckers down the middle. And there's – because they know. They have so the brain chemistry. So one side doesn't really run away with the ball too far. No idea kind of, you know, We're if, always if, somebody's, if somebody's gaining an incredible amount of favor, there's always going to be this dissident voice that's like – Sure. You know, that's, that's got something just, – just to keep that volley going. Our monkey brain is programmed to keep that balance is what I usually think. We've just – hyper-tuned it. We fine-tuned it into this political system to separate us, but also we're separated by togetherness, I feel like, sometimes because we're all together in this, like, no, my team, no, your team, no, my team. We're all together in this, you know? I I sometimes feel like an alien observing us. If there were an alien observing us, he'd be like, Look at these fools. They're playing tug-of-war. Exactly. And we're caught, we're so caught up in the tug-of-war game we don't even know what's going on. But you have to kind of step outside. And I think we do a, a good job of that, of trying to – I know a lot of people on our page are very much into that, thinking outside of the box. And yeah. I think that's where you got to start. But that you start mentioning stuff about the Dark Overlord and being a 9-11 truther. And like, you're in your mom's basement, tinfoil hat, you got to get, it, get yeah. it together, get a job. Yeah, I, that's something that, you know, uh, going back to that little poll that was going back and forth about, you know, drug companies possibly withholding treatment. And, and that, that like got that. killed. My my thing three hundred to a hundred probably. Oh yeah, that said you're basically crazy for thinking yeah. they don't. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I, I I've taken that and I've tried to apply that scope, that filter to everything that we've ever been taught ever. We live in an age now where more information is available to us than ever before at the click of a button. We can find it from a million different sources, and from that we can decide what we believe and what we don't believe. And but it used to be. That everyone just turned to one place or to two places, right? Or if they're in their region, their local newspaper or their local. How easy would it be if that if, if the source of news was one place to just drive a narrative, right? Everything that we know is a story that's made up to lessen the blow of a conqueror. Yeah. Everything that we've ever known yeah. is a story that's been retold just for us to look at the winners in a positive light. And so... And now we have more information than ever, and you can go online, and there is everybody arguing about why your information wrong is wrong and their information is right. Imagine before when they all had the same information, and were like, <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what happened. That's, it's in the paper. <laughs> They're not going to just yeah, print. It's in, the, it's in the newspaper. Yeah. Or this guy said it on my local news. I believe it. Yeah. And who's who's buddy who who's running the town that that uh, the local newspaper pays taxes to or oh, whatever? Yeah. What's his narrative? Oh, How much yeah. is his rent? What? God, like it yes. was so easy to buy somebody in 1870. Like your story is, it's just exactly what you wanted us to hear as the story. It's a story. It's a story. Yep. And so, like, truth is, you know, that's why when people argue so fervently for the truth, it cracks me up because they don't entertain what maybe the truth even means. You know, we don't know. Every The truth is subjective. Are there things that we can all agree um, should be a certain way? I think so. Yeah, I think there are certain things that we can all agree are just well, wrong yeah. and right. And But there's still going to be outliers even within that belief structure. Like, well, yeah, you guys all say that that's wrong or all say that that's right. But guess what? I'm still a serial killer because it gets oh, my yeah. rocks off. We've got pretty foily yeah. haddish on this one. 
There's, there's. But what do you think the public's going to do with that knowledge if this ball is absolutely nothing? nothing. It's just going to be like another YouTube video. Where it's like you can see explosions at the base of the tower. Nothing. Which, by the way, does make sense because the inside's actually collapsing faster than what we see on the outside. So that's yeah, man. Cool. I'll tell you well, what. That one thing I can debunk for is in the amount of time that it all happens. Well, it's pretty scary when you see fall. like interviews of somebody who's like a engineer that teaches at a university level in some of the best schools in the and world get interviewed and he goes, yeah, I don't, that doesn't mad up to me. Right. Well, that's like exactly right. what we're saying. You I'd found hate to say it, but I'm going to tell you right now, I don't, that doesn't make a ten. And you can yeah. find another guy who's like, there are definitely bombs on there. And Well, that's no, I think that's what he's saying is, is like when yeah. the experts are saying, hey, this doesn't add up. But here's the thing, and I feel like this can be applied to science. Too. Integrity officially thinks we're nuts. So much of our he, so, <laughs> yeah. so much of our science is based on who's willing to uh, repeat a narrative. I'm a hundred percent sure of that. Oh, who gotcha. funds who funds all of these scientific projects? Who funds the Egypt. majority of climate science? Who funds the majority of uh, think any agenda that you need to uh, uh, vaccination science? Who funds the majority of it? Well. <coughs> The, the, the storytellers, the rule makers, the governments, the the milk the big industry business, funds all you know the milk I mean? studies, and, and we were finding out that that was all. Bunk. I know what is going What's on. Well, it's like deal, Egypt. People? Even the people who are the experts, they don't want to not be known as the. Uh, they don't want to not be known as the experts because they've dedicated their whole lives to saying that this is what Egypt That's is. That's what I'm saying. This is, and then Graham Hancock comes in and goes, well, there's water here. There's There may have been some w- big discrepancies with the uh, the lion. What's the thing? The, the sphinx. sphinx. The phoenix. Jesus, what's the wrong? Sphinx. Um, the sphinx, where it could have been phoenix. something different. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it's a lot older than maybe they... There's they water did. erosion marks, not wind erosion. On, Insane. On, yeah. but, it, the, the, but the powers that be say, no, 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 no. We got all these books... We got all and this these guy experts. even says, if we acknowledge that, then you make so many people's obsolete. jobs obsolete. Yes. Everything that they've known a lot. Egyptologist well, becomes what? nothing. Everybody Sorry. that was an astronomer before Galileo said, hey, this is how it goes. Yes. Actually, they actually carried on for another hundred, couple hundred yeah. years because the church was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. no yeah. Galileo. You, yeah, first, off, first off, you're excommunicated. <laughs> yeah, get you're done. Out of here. All right, you take your information <laughs> and you take it somewhere else because it ain't welcome here. La, la, la. Yeah. <laughs> you can't triple stamp a double stamp. I didn't hear you that. can't triple stamp a double stamp, Floyd. But like, there were plenty of astronomers that kept on teaching in those schools for all of that time until better information came out. At what point are we afraid of evolving? At what point are we afraid of growth if we can't even entertain that everything that we know is not so? We're not growing. You're exactly right. You got to evolve, baby. And sometimes, you know, the dodo bird goes by the wayside. Sorry about you. Happens. Two hundred. Two hundred plus species die a day. You live and you're dying. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? You're growing or you're dying? Well, here's uh, one thing. We can. We want to shift to this. Or we got to break. Should we? Should you we want to talk about some brains? I do. I think that's, that's a kind good, of a creepy story. Good but... segue because <laughs> everything lives, everything dies. Craig, what if we live forever? Oh no! It sounds atrocious. Okay, so they took uh, three did. people and they uh, hooked up all of their, their brains through these electrodes and. And they uh, these are neuroscientists. Yes, and they played a Tetris-like game where it was just very basic. It was flashes of light, and they thought you know they could kind of wire to each other and help each other out. Like, well, what piece will work here, and all that. They they figured out they're doing it on, on a very, very basic level. Okay, but this okay, is because my first question was like, how detailed is it? Because very, it says they can like it says they can actually share thoughts. Not yet. Head, which very basic thought like, like move left. 
Oh, okay. And it was just an LED I didn't know light. if it's like, I'm, if I'm picturing you doing something with scantily clad men, and you're like, no, stop, dude, yeah. I can see that. I'm like, yeah, no, get it, going. baby. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Does he not know me? <laughs> After a while, I'm like, okay, it's, it's <laughs> done. I'm, I'm starting to get a little weirded out that um, you're still thinking about it. It's very binary right now. Zeros and ones. Very yes or no, follow the Bandersnatch uh, symbol yeah, to sure. the next thing. Um, it's the Atari. But what they're, oh. where they're going with it is they think we should be able to connect human brains with all the bells and whistles. When we do that, because I always think of our fan page, the Sophisticated Hoosiers, I always think of that if we can get 15, 20 people who are all good at one very certain thing. We use technology to get these people together, and if we want to live off the grid, then we got a carpenter, we got a, a person that's good with the, the uh, sewage, yeah, yeah. Uh, everything. And we put these little brains together that have all kind of fine-tuned their thing. Bring a skill, yeah. I thought about that, and that's kind of really primitive how we do that. Everybody knows their role. A team. you got your role players, baby. I've always been a role player. Yep. I mean, I'm not star of the gotta team. i a clubhouse I'll, guy. Yes, I'll play my role. With this, they took all the physicality out of it but made it more literal. And if we can really connect brains and we don't know what is the difference between our augmented reality, our virtual reality, what they've uploaded us to, to our actual life, because all it is is the sensors in our brain telling us what is real and what isn't, if that's even real. Um, what what about living forever? You know what I mean? Like, we saw the Black Mirror episode where... You get bored after a while. Oh, howdy. Would you? It, like, say that's the I don't remember, prison. like, six billion years ago I hosted this show, I'd have no recollection oh. of it. Oh, it would be playing over in your subconscious over Just and over stumble and over across it one show. day and be like, like an Adam me? Wainwright commercial on WG. Yep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, no, but it's was, got, that commercial is going to make sense again if we <laughs> I was, keep going with it. roll it until April. I was thinking of life in prison. Life in prison becomes eternity in prison. Inter- eternity. Will they still in Black prison. touches that give life that in prison? Or will they be like you have like two hundred years in season four? Black Mirror touches on that in both episode one and in the last episode, uh, which is uh, it's it's called Black Museum. It will freak you out a little bit. Yeah, the idea of your consciousness being able to live on and your consciousness still uh, performing as it does right now for you. So, like, it's still building on itself, but it just doesn't have your your physical body, but it's still alive in the the air, in the ethos, and it still feels, and it's still, you know, like, that idea is... Horrifying, yeah. Because it's Horrifying. like at least when you're life in prison, you're like I'm gonna die one day. Thank God. Or, or I can end this myself. Well, yes. Yeah. Maybe we'll be like on Futurama, and your head will be in like a, a little, jar, a jar, yeah, that'd be some great. kind of strange Richard liquid. Yeah. Well, well you know, plaque with your to kind of to kind name. of build on the on your deal. They were they were uh, on that game where they were all sharing. They were hitting at eighty one percent, and they said which isn't bad for a first try. 81% correct. That's a I, I could play by myself and be like, I got 70. That's right. Yeah, I'm a terrible <laughs> What, what about military? How do you think this would be implemented? Oh, I, I mean, obviously. Also that's... a Black Mirror episode going on that, too. That was, okay. oh, God. If you have not watched Black Mirror, Seth, I, Every, I, I, can't, I, I can't walk nine feet without somebody pulling me aside and saying, hey, you need to watch Black because Mirror. Because it's made for you. <laughs> Yeah, the is. show is made for you. You'll lo- right. you will love the show, mm-hmm. guys. Uh, should we jump to a quick break and then uh, kind of break things down a little bit? I mean, if I don't know what you're we, saying, we were up against it there like nine minutes ago. So, <laughs> oh, we've been behind schedule all night. We're going we might, a little late tonight. We might just yeah. roll it. Keep we're going. going all night tonight, guys. Guys, thanks for joining along. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk a little bit about the Hoosier Hootenanny that took place last week. We're going to do some streaming picks of the week and. Uh, 
do have, have a little bit of fun. Guys, this is Hoosiers Fiskin on WGNU, 920am.com. We'll catch you on the other side. It's your pal, Stephen George Elgin. Many of you saw me get my bum tattooed on live video with our friends at Tower Classic Tattooing in the Grove. What? Obviously, many people trust my opinion, so I'm going to talk to you about my top three reasons why I regularly visit Parlor STL. And Seth is going to translate it for all you punk rock skater kids. First of all, the cocktail menu is better than any you will find anywhere in the city. Say word, son. They mix it up tight if you want to get that sip on. The Nug Shack serves up some of the best farm-fresh fried chicken you'll ever eat. Cluckety cluck. They got that sicky fresh chicken for your face. The place is packed full of old-school arcade games, plus pinball and even skee-ball. They got games for days, son. Ask your mom about them. That's Parlor, located at 4170 Manchester. Check them out at ParlorSTL.com. And speaking of tattoos, you got the itch to get inked? Visit Tower Classic Tattooing about 100 feet east of Parlor. View their artist profiles at TowerClassic.com. I ain't got no job. Have you ever been pressed for time? Rushing to get to that very important meeting with the big guys or trying to beat that grace period at work and finding somewhere to park is nearly impossible? You finally find a parking spot in front of the parking meter and you realize that you didn't bring any change. You happen to look over and see a homeless man sitting on the sidewalk. And for a half second, we immediately assume that the homeless person wants something from us. We snap back to reality as we check all our pockets for change because we don't want to get a parking ticket. Coincidentally, we look over and see the homeless man handing us the exact change we need for the parking meter. My new album, View From The Inside Out, was created to encourage listeners to not judge a book by its cover because sometimes it's the person that we least expect that will be the one that gives us exactly what we need when we need it. View from the Inside Out drops March 19 everywhere. And remember, integrity matters the most when you're by yourself. Thanks for listening. This is Integrity. Follow me everywhere at Integrity Music. Hey, Hoosiers. Greg Kohler here. With home buying season heating up, be sure to get a quote from a top agency and provider of the number one home insurer in North America. They offer coverage that's second to none. In fact, if your AC goes out, they offer a new endorsement where you can get a replacement from a local HVAC company. Give them a call, 314-961-4800. If you get a machine and you don't talk to a person, we'll give you one of these fine Hoosier sophisticated tees. Just takes one phone call or apply online at carltoninsurance.net. People do business with James because they like and trust him. Just check him out on Google and Facebook. If your insurance is costing you a leg and an arm, then call James Carlton State Farm. Roof, roof? You know what that sound is. That's Rufus the Roofing Dog from Lifetime Roofing and Renovation. They're former insurance adjusters. They will fly a drone over your house to check to see if you've had any hail damage. Heck, they'll get up there and tell you themselves. They have an office in Webster Groves, and they're looking to help you out. Lifetime Roofing and Renovation, 314-800-0426. Give them a call. Find them online at LifetimeSTL.com. A little something different for the St. Louis radio world. Who's your sophisticate? With Craig Kohler and Stephen Elgin. Michael Minkin from oh. StopAbductions.com. 
Com. As we believe that the aliens are, are actually invading and taking people with the purpose of taking control of our society. Aliens are, are mixing our DNA with their DNA to make a new race that is now integrating into our society. Who's your sophisticated? Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. on WGNU. The government thinks three letters are bad. So bad, in fact, we won't even mention them. They even think that we've been waiting on them to tell us what works and what doesn't. Fine. We'll play your game. Look, friends, our fans have given us countless anecdotal testimonies of how Missouri Medical Cannabis Company's hemp oil is helping them and their pets. Now, we wouldn't be so forward as to say this oil that has been used for a couple thousand years for a smorgasbord of ailments and applications has any positive effect on your health or well-being. But we will tell you, it's a neat oil to have around the house. We personally think it makes your pet's food taste better. And if your pet's food tastes better, they're going to be happier and generally more playful. Come to think of it, it probably makes your food taste better. May as well see if it makes you happier and more playful. Life's too short to worry about what a group of unelected bureaucrats think about you or your habits. Go to MomedCanco.com and try out this delicious oil. It might make things better. And by might, I mean it probably will, but we aren't crazy enough to say that. If you just want to taste it and try it out, enter HOSO at checkout, and you're going to get 15% off everything site-wide. Just a reminder, this hemp oil was rumored to have all kinds of benefits before Mitch McConnell saved us from something we didn't need saved from. Thanks, Mitch. MomedCanco.com. 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 Take control of your money. Start by listening to The Dave Ramsey Show. If you want to win with money, let me give you a good idea. Figure out what most people are doing and run in the other direction. Most people are broke. Most people look good, and they're broke. They spend more than they have coming in. They don't live on a plan. They don't have money set aside for emergencies. Normal in America is broke and stupid. You don't want to be normal. The Dave Ramsey Show, weekdays at 1 p.m. right here on WGNU. A person who thinks all the time has nothing to think about except thought. So he loses touch with reality and lives in a world of illusion. Welcome back, St. Louis. Let's get your mind right with Craig Kohler and Stephen Elgin. This is Who's Your Sophisticate on WGNU. I'm not saying that thinking is bad. Like everything else, it's useful in moderation. And all so-called civilized peoples have increasingly become crazy and self-destructive. Through excessive thinking, they have lost touch with reality. We like movies, so do we. We like internet, so do you. It's the streaming picks of the week and Netflix. It's the streaming picks of the week and Amazon. It's the streaming picks of the week. We like the internet too. Steve, we left this show last week giving a recommendation. This was the first time giving a recommendation of something that we have not seen. And it was Bandersnatch. Not a the, good move, but black, it worked out. The Black Mirror production, Bandersnatch, was so cool. Uh, do I think it could have been better story-wise? Absolutely. But when you consider the amount of effort that had to go into creating this seamless transition in between your choices and what was happening in the movie, 
Boy, howdy, was it fun. <laughs> it was awesome. Jenny and I were all curled up watching it like, what do we pick? And we watched it with two people. And here's the premise. you uh, The guy's building a video game. Uh, it's 1984, a couple months after you were born, I think. It was, and you yeah, get to pick. At first, it's kind of innocuous. Uh, do you pick this song, this yeah. other song? Kind of lets yeah. you into the game right, uh, right off Real the easy, yeah. And, you know, you're kind of, okay, do, do I take this job? Do I, do I not take this? You know, it's kind of like they lead you into what an obvious choice would be. But then they, you find out some of those are wrong. Right. Those choices that you think are so obvious are going to lead you down a path yes. that you do not want to go down. Yes. So we got to the point where we're like, oh, do we do this or do that? Oh, and you get 10 seconds. So it was far different than just sitting by. It made me an active viewer of television which usually you're passive you're passively right. viewing it all the time right. maybe, uh, hey, not well. something you can multitask you need to be engaged right. in the story i got a sandwich or some chips one time you're done i missed a choice you're, you're done jen's like what are you gonna choose i'm like i don't know what's happening in there yeah pick something yeah don't I, blow it i feel like it is it is pushing entertainment uh, in a whole new direction, in a whole new frontier. And who better than the people of Black Mirror than to do that? These people that that uh, have put a, put under the microscope our, our love of technology and, and how willing we are to make it interactive with our lives. And without giving too much of the story away, you know, uh, how much choice we have and what we consume. And, and it was... It was great, man. Like I, I, I still want to go back and watch it a couple more times because I know there's a few tweaks that I can make, and there's some articles out there that you can use to find Easter eggs and things like that. I loved it, man. Is it the future? I, I think so. I, I, you know what? I hope you've been talking about this for years. I hope that Black Mirror. I, I have. Yeah. I, I always. I'll give you really, credit there. I said it would be really cool to have a, a choose your own adventure uh, podcast or live stream of some sort, like. I always loved the books as a kid. I loved <laughs> cool. thumbing through it back and forth. And so to see what they did with it, uh, it was it was terrific, man. I thought it was really great. One of the best, uh, without giving too much away, one of the best uh, psychedelic scenes I've ever seen in any ever. movie. Any movie ever. Um, super psychedelic. Super mind-bending. Uh, you mentioned Pac-Man earlier. Do we kind of want to? Yeah. Well, them? no. We'll, we'll we'll let that be. But like that's okay. that's something that they the kind of touch on. The metaphor of Pac-Man. Oh, you guys, if you want to just tickle your brains a little bit tonight, there's going to be some spots that make you jump. There's going to be some spots yeah. that may, that, that kind of twist your brain up a little bit. Yeah. But overall, it's for for a Black Mirror. It's it's pretty lighthearted for the most part. Uh. uh you but can take some dirty rides. What Black Mirror does essentially with this, on top of allowing you to to be a part and to make these decisions, is they kind of make you the protagonist in the story itself. It's very strange. You'll have to check it, it is, out. It but is. I, I but five minutes into this thing, I was like, <laughs> oh okay. Oh, you're gonna use you're gonna yeah, use me. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna use me. Okay, they do. They okay. Do. And do. and so guys, check out Bandersnatch. <laughs> and and if you haven't gotten into Black Mirror, I've, it's been my streaming pick a couple yeah. of times. It's a separate um, thing on on. It uh, is. It's its own stand. Bandersnatch yeah. is its own standalone movie. But if you do decide to get into the the show, there's uh, standalone. If I can make a if I can make a recommendation, start with season three or season four, and then just kind of jump around from there. I was telling uh, my uncle actually reached out to me and said, "Man, you got to tell me what this is all about. What I got to do?" I said, "All right, well, if I can make one recommendation, and that's it." I said, "It's a standalone show. Each episode is its own thing. Yeah. You don't have to commit to character building or anything nope. like that." So that's nice. Very much like uh, Tales from the Crypt or or Twilight Zone. We said that several times. 
But if I can make one recommendation, it's to start like season three, episode one, because it's kind of a lighthearted episode. It's going to kind of get you into the brain space for what you're about to take on. If I would have started with season one, episode one, I don't know that I would have been as okay. on board with it because that is about the craziest scenario. Well, they play out plenty of crazy scenarios, yeah, but do. it's 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 very um, it's just very raw and it's in your face. So the first one, like if you were not expecting it, it'll mess you up. But if you go at three, like check out episode one, episode two of season three, and then start kind of jumping around from there, you will not regret it. There's only like five or six episodes a season. I think no other show uh, has really uh, challenges my, my nope. brain like, nope. like Black Mirror does. Maybe Brain Games. That's a pretty good show. <laughs> but in a completely different way. Completely different. Um, the, the music, the way it's shot, um, the way they gave you the choices. It turned to like a letterbox and they talked to you during your choices. Very I said, interesting. I, I told There's you, no break in the action. No. Because of that 10-second buffer yes. where the letterbox comes up and it gives you your decision. The, and the movie's still going on. Yeah. I told you I was a little worried. I didn't know how they'd uh, mesh it all. But for the first people to try something like this, and I believe you, there was a kid's one, uh, Puss in Boots. Yeah, there was. But that, that one was very much where it would bring up like two thumbnails. And you choose a thumbnail gotcha. and that's the path that you would take. But this was like... It was yeah. just it just was fluid. And there's got to be so many I mean Roman Roman backs it up here too. Roman uh, the intern says it's a great watch. Um but we got completely different endings the first time. And to where when I got my ending, I almost assumed the way they presented it to me that oh this is how all the endings are going to end up. It's kind of the the uh, mm-hmm. myth of choice, the illusion of choice. Mm-hmm. Well, then I found what? out he got an entire. No, he got an entirely different ending that kind of gave you a different moral of the story. Mm-hmm. Now it does kind of. It's not a typical movie, and I always I hearken back to like the Disney movies or just these these tight scripts that if they're going to give you a piece of information in the script, it is going to make its way back in there. Yes. All the Avengers movies are good. If you're going to make a big-budget movie now, you don't waste any words. Everything is either progressing the story or going to come back. Yeah. With this, they kind of – you can take a few paths that you're like, whoa, what happened with this? Yeah. But then you could also go back. It allows you to yeah. make a different choice to see maybe – Maybe what would have happened. Maybe what happened in that version yeah. of the multiverse. Yes. Oh. Yeah, and that's 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 a lot of the whole of the whole thing is is there's there's a ton of um, different realities happening, and they yes. kind of acknowledge it. Yeah, Guys, if you if you follow the show, if you listen to the show, and you listen to to us two dinglings yeah. tell you what's cool, then uh, this is right up your alley for sure. Love it. What did you watch? Uh, I don't know if that was that's your pick pretty of much the mine. Week? I mean, I've been, I've been digging into the Fast and Furious. I've got a uh, guys. Have you uh, have you not before? No, I saw the first one in the movie theater, and then I rented Tokyo Drift and like fell asleep. Well, Tokyo there. Drift, the whole thing falls apart. That they they tie, find a way to tie it back in with Fast and Fur- with Fast and Furious, kind of. At no, the end. no, with the one that you haven't oh, seen okay. yet. Like they kind of tie this. Furious, yeah, they kind of tie the story which, back a little how bit. How are we going to do that, guys? How but are we um, do Fast and Furious. Yeah. No, actually, I mean, your gal is in number two. I didn't realize that. Eva Mendes is the main love interest. Indeed, Tristan, number indeed two. She is. She hasn't yeah. aged a day. Since that movie, and that movie's uh, probably fifteen years old. 
Maybe. Probably it's got to be yeah. going on that. Skin that uh, smoke wagon and see what happens. Yeah, buddy. Um, but we're going to pick maybe our picks of the year. You well, got I got one, one that I watched okay, this week. Cool. Uh, I actually just started it yesterday. I'm big into fantasy. I love Middle Earth, Lord of the Rings, that whole jazz, you know. Okay. There's a show, and it's actually um, – it appears that – I guess it airs on MTV. I haven't had cable for years, but the MTV thing comes up before yeah. it all starts. It's called the Shannara Chronicles. Okay. And it takes place in like a distant future on Earth where ancient humans are extinct, right? And like you'll see like decrepit satellites that are kind of falling away and, and broken down cars on the side of the road. And then the, the characters who are elves and dwarves and, you know, uh, uh, trolls and druids, uh, okay. like they look at them and they're like, oh, what do you think the ancient humans use that device for or whatever? They, you know, there's no frame reference. So we're really far in the future. Magic has taken hold again. So there are elves and our boy Crixus. From Spartacus. Oh, yeah. Crixus is in it. He, okay. He plays the druid. Is this a time period thing? I mean, in so, in totally so, fantasy. In so far as it's fantasy. But no, okay. like they don't really acknowledge our timeline. Okay, you because know, but I would say Game of Thrones is kind of like medieval times a little bit. Right. You know? and, well, and this kind of follows that. They all still definitely ride horses and okay. use swords and bows and things like that. So it's, there's definitely primitive weaponry, but magic is now involved. So think okay. fantasy. Um, and they only – they just – what's cool about it is that they do imagine it over the top of what once was our history, human history. Like you'll see random artifacts, whether that's an old car or like I said, an old satellite okay. dish. Okay. Not super far into it other than uh, Crixus is a, a druid and the elves. God, like, I love it, him. It's pretty much uh, following just this elven camp. And it's definitely, I would say, geared towards the teenage viewer like um, kind of in the same vein Twilight was except – it's it's much better action and it's just kind of a cool world. Uh, Gimli, the guy who plays Gimli from Lord of the Rings, actually plays the the little dwarf, the little dwarf. Okay, okay. Uh, he, he plays <laughs> the uh, <laughs> he Seth plays in the sets in there, yeah, and I'm talking yeah, about yeah, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we have to touch on my <laughs> gay tendencies. Uh, I'll touch. No, Jonathan Reese Myers is his name, I believe. Or Jonathan Reese Davies, I think, is his name. He's the guy who played Gimli in Lord of the Rings. He plays the Elven King in this. It's cool, man. It's a fun little watch. Okay. I'm, only, I'm only about two or three episodes into it, so I'm, I'm interested to see where they're going well, to take I- this world because I think it'll be pretty fun. Like the whole idea is there was a these demons were sealed by this tree that grows in the middle of this elven think Rivendell and Lord of the Rings in okay. this middle of this elven forest, and as long as that tree is alive and healthy, these goblins stay. But so much time has passed that magic hasn't been – they say magic died out with the druids. Is it geared towards a younger – I think it is. I think it's geared towards like a a teenage young adult. Is this some sort of midlife crisis? No, well, maybe, but I love it, man. I'm I'm a big fan of getting cast (laughs) into magical realms. It's fun. It's a a cool, super fun time. Uh, Shannara Crown. You watch it with the kids? this week. Older kids probably. Okay. You know, um, like there, there was some there was some pretty good uh, some pretty good violence, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so. Thank you. Um, no. So what was your? Uh, I, I actually, if we're doing one recently, real quick, Cuckoo. It's got Andy Samberg. He's he's living in Thailand. Okay. And uh, a British family, the daughter brings him home. It's kind of one of those deals. She's like going to med school, and she takes a gap year and comes home with this guy, and now he's got to. Um, and it's actually who did Ross not pick? Uh, Rachel, the other chick. Oh, uh, what's her name? What's Ross's love interest name? He's getting ready to marry her, and he says the Rachel's British name. Yes, uh, she's the mom in it. She's beautiful, such a beautiful woman at this age in her life. I couldn't believe it. At this age, I sound like an idiot. Um, but she, I, she's better looking now than she was then. I was like, where do I know her from? Friends. Great. The the dad. 
hilarious. You've he's been in British movies. He always kind of has a side role. He's great. Check out Cuckoo. It, it, this guy's all about yoga and you know, uh, yeah, hate peyote and you know, really, yes. Okay, I'll and check it out. Pretty enough to kiss. It's pretty funny. But uh, what was your pick of the year? You got my pick of the year. Of the year. I'll make it. I'll make drum a short roll, roll. Uh, My pick of the year no. was Wild Wild Country. Really? I thought that that was <laughs> close enough. Uh, it was uh, the most captivating docu series I've watched uh, in a long time. I it, was it was good. I thought it was super interesting. I found myself rooting for both sides throughout the whole story being told. Um, already having a little bit of uh, background on Osho, you know, uh, really blew that. I'm, I, I'm just sitting here wondering the whole time watching. I was like, how have I never heard this story of this? Of this group, Emily. Of this, of this. Oh, Emily. There yeah. you go. Of this sex cult per se, or so what they thought a sex cult in Oregon. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. If you haven't checked out Wild Wild Country, strap in for that one. It's kind of the basis of everything. We're it's kind of like the sophisticated Hoosiers <laughs> yeah. with less Rolls Royces. Uh, but I no, come together like butt cheeks. <laughs> with the um, yeah, that threw me way off. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, Wild Wild Country is my pick. If I'm going to uh, remember the shows that kept Jenny and I entranced, that was one of them. That was one where we were, let's start the next, next one. one. Next let's one. Let's see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's 1230. Do we start that next one? Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, so if looking back, that was definitely one that had me captivated because you did. You switched sides. You're like, oh, let them be who they want to be, man. And then you're like, well, they kind of took over the town. And, oh, now they're arming themselves. Well, the locals are arming themselves. Okay, it's getting a little out of hand. You know what I mean? What's so, your pick, real quick? All right, I had three: um, Big Head, uh, Adam Sandler uh, special, and Mr. Robot for series. Big Head and Mr. Robot, they really nailed it. But the thing that made me feel the most, probably watching it, the song to Chris Farley. was the Chris Farley song, and just seeing Adam Sandler be in his element, his old stupid self, which yeah. nostalgic. Know, it was very nostalgic. it wasn't a dad comedy it was it was oh, adam it going was, back to what the hell happened to me it was exactly it was great that and it kind of made me realize how far uh we've come you know like sure when we were watching billy madison it's yeah. like oh, it's the funniest thing it I was did. and still to this day i see him doing his old stuff and a part of me was like come on yeah a part of me is like come on but the the inner kid was like oh and then he hits you with the chris farley song blow you away blow you away Right on. There's some Netflix picks for you guys and uh, streaming picks. Mr. Robot, I think, is on Prime. Uh, Here's the deal, Pickle. Uh, The second hour was brought to you by Lifetime Roofing. Roof, roof? Go to LifetimeSTL.com. Just Google it if you need to. They're the best roofing outfit in the game. They joined us for the Hoosier Hoot Nanny. Yeah, they did. Guys, it was terrific. We didn't even break any Seeing of that down. Everybody out there. We I love think we had people. we counted about thirty five people came out. We donated love money. You We're people. gonna get the final accounting done to let my buddy know uh, how much we could help. And I promise you, whatever little bit we give, he's he's not even gonna want to accept. He's he not might the type owe of how many beers the Hoosiers drank. He yeah. might actually have a tab. Uh, there's over two hundred. We're gonna give him a tab. Like, we had over two hundred. Um <laughs> No, the Hoosier Hoot Nanny guys, uh, we love you. Thank you so much for coming out and being a part of this. Um, you make every bit of this worth it and uh, make me look forward to this every week to see who's tuning in, who's showing us love. Beautiful souls. Uh, who's baby. happy to, to donate money to good causes. 
Who's happy to grab a karaoke mic and sing us a little tune? Wow. I had so, so much voices. fun. So much fun. We had singers galore wow. downstairs. We were playing Rana. We had a Nintendo 64 brought out. We had Mario Kart. People playing spoons. Board games. We had it all. Brian it was Kessler. a blast. The 2019 Hoosier Hootenanny will be a can't-miss event. Brian Kessler won the Hoosier of the Year. And as long as we are talking about our buddy Brian Kessler. Five tribe, baby. This is a guy that I grew up with. And i got to tell you, don't like him. Don't like him a bit. <laughs> Not one. But the all. man, the man he's has made a good. He's made a heck of a. He's made a heck of a transition uh, in his, he's a good in his family, later days. Dude, he's a good and uh, the professional firefighters of Maplewood are having their sixth annual trivia night. Um, okay. If you get a chance to go out there, it's two hundred fifty bucks per table of ten. Bring in ten canned goods. You're going to receive fifty bucks off. Refreshments included with the price. Fifty fifty silent auction. Heads or tails, and of course trivia. Reserve your tables through Eric Kuntz. At ecoons8 at gmail.com. That'll help our buddy Brian Kessler out. He uh, he's, he's along for the ride. He's called in. He's coming to join us. He, he spearheads the Vibe Tribe. He and I have been throwing a, a wash tournament together that has been able to donate thousands and thousands of dollars to people in need. I love him to death. I love all of you, all of you, uh, for coming out and uh, just being friends, man. It was great. We met some new people we'd never seen before that follow along on all the page. All the new people. So much kudos to you guys for coming out and joining us, which to the norms, I'm sure we look like some freak shows just because we're we don't really carry that self-conscious. What are people going to think of me? Vibe? I at don't least, care. At least uh, we don't. And, and we try to get that going throughout and we spread it. So, guys, we love you. Guys, this was Hoosier Sophisticate. Thank you for tuning in this week. We'll see you next week. We'll have a whole new smorgasbord of entertainment for you. Hoosier Sophisticate on WGNU 920 AM. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Go to HoosierSophisticate.com for merch and all the latest happenings. We love you. We'll catch you on the flippy, St. Louis.